Welcome back everyone to our podcast. I'm Chris Decentine and that's Melanie Thorley. We're here from MJT Law. Yeah. And uh, I thought I'd start this week's podcast with a bit of a trip down memory lane. Ooh, so, okay. Um, in about a month's time, one of my very best mates, um, he's also about to become a lawyer. Um, he can join the absolutely <laughs> massive group of us who every year become a lawyer. And he's asked me to move his admission. And um, so for everyone out there, um, when you become a lawyer, it's a very sort of, it's a ceremony. Yeah, it's very, very pompous. If it you is. Can, if you can, I, I really like it, but it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of protocol involved. A lot of protocol. <laughs> a lot of protocol. A lot of protocol. But essentially, you need a lawyer to move you into the admission. So allow you into the club, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's like having somebody vouch for you. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's it's seen as well. I personally think it's it's a it's it's a bit of a privilege to move someone else's um, admission because they've obviously thought of you as, as a significant enough mm, person in their mm, lives mm. to to do so. So I was yeah. more than happy to do it. In fact, I'm actually quite excited to do it. Um, but I thought I'd write uh, speak to you about it as go down memory lane. Oh what my was your gosh. admission? My admission was um, really interesting. Actually, I. I got admitted 2009, 2010, mm. so a while ago now, and I had now Justice Darrington move me, which was very exciting at the time, and she was a little bit of a figure for me, and she's a figure in mm. the legal industry here in Australia as well, which was you know great for me, I guess, but really it was a personal thing for yeah. me, and I remember being very, very nervous, and there was lots and lots of protocols, so we had it in the old courts, that court the courts no longer exist mm. anymore. They they turned the building down, and <laughs> moved it to a completely different place, um, and it was in the Banco courts. And everyone turned up. Everyone was dressed in suits, like going to a wedding. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were all in suits, of course. And one of the things that I remember very clearly is we had to say something in the middle of all this ceremony. Yeah. Uh, you'd remember it's actually more recently than yes, me. Yes, yes. And everybody says it at a different speed. <laughs> yeah, so you I think you're referring to um, everyone has all the it's new the laws. Yeah, they have to come up and they have to say a, a pledge. It's like yeah, a promise. Yeah, a declaration of some of sorts. What makes it even more disjointed? Because you're right, everyone reads. Because you sort of get this. The yeah, you get the piece you, of paper and everyone reads it out. But what I remember being problematic was um, you had a pledge which was religious. That's right. And then you had a pledge that wasn't. That's right. Um, and but all twenty of you say this. Say, say it at the same time, but you're saying different. And you say things. your name and everything. Yeah. So, so you're trying to not listen to everybody else. It sounds terrible. <laughs> like it, I, I haven't actually been in the the sort of gallery mm, for mm, one yet but mm. i can only assume it sounds just like a muffle it is it is a bit weird but i recall having to stand up and you know justice darrington moved me and the the three justices had yes, sat yes, there they, and they kind of gave they the did nod. This, this nod kind of situation um it was it was so exciting though because yeah. it's the end of a process in many ways and if you're doing a dual degree which i didn't i don't mm. think you did either Law school takes five and a half years. Then you do a year of postgrad, and then you get admitted. So this is mm. this is this is a long process. If you think about it, it's, it's a it's a combination of of for me it was eighteen years of studying. Mm. If you I mean from the very time you start school, this is it's been eighteen years. 
um, of learning up until that point. And I think it's one of the only times that I have felt a genuine feeling of pride. Oh, it was brilliant. It was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I loved going in and because in law in mm. Queensland, I'm not sure anywhere else, of course, because yeah. I was only admitted here in Queensland. You actually sign a book. <laughs> yeah, you got there a is actually a signature. Book, yeah, or a, a, a number of books. Yeah. Um, with every single Queensland lawyer that has yeah. ever happened. And it's called the role of lawyers, and you 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 sign the role of lawyers physically. And and do you think if, if you become a, a bad lawyer and does you it get, get struck off? Yeah, when they say you are struck out, <laughs> do they actually strike you out? I actually, I'd love to find out about it. Anybody knows Anyone that? Anyone who has seen the books. Ooh. Because that would be embarrassing. That's horrifying. I can't imagine how horrifying that would be, to be honest, because it's so public. Um, I don't know. I but, don't know. Um, this sounds really mean. <laughs> no, but it does sound mean. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I know my admission, um, I, I had a great time. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember that my mover was like third last. Oh my God. I got to move somebody in, I think it was my second year mm. of being a lawyer. and. Law is all about hierarchy, guys, yeah. and you you sit in in range of what your GPA is. So everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. Everybody knows whether you whether you're a really good student or a really terrible student. Yeah. Which I don't tell you that in uni. They don't no. tell you that. <laughs> tell you there that will become a time where they will put you in order of your GPA. <laughs> no, they don't tell you at the last the last moment that you become a lawyer. You're, you're, there's a humiliation that happens. Yes, yes. They don't say that, no. But they also do it to you as a mover. Mm. So um, as a as in my second year, so I hadn't been unrestricted yet. I was last on the list. Oh, so every, so. there was all these people standing up, and I was last. And the terrible thing about this is, you don't get, you don't go up based on your GPA. You go back, you go, you, you stand up and do your not mm. based on the seniority of your mover. Yeah. So, so if you have, um, you know, you could have a great GPA. I, if say you've got a high court judge as your mover, yeah, then you go first. That's know? right. Unless so, someone has somehow trumped you and yeah. got a more experienced. I have no idea. I don't the know if that's normally, ever happened. The silts normally take the. Um, they just walk straight to the front. Don't yeah, they? they they do they do. Um, but I've said to my mate that we will be going last. Do you think you're going to be proper last? I think we'll be dead last. Okay. <laughs> I will be extremely surprised if I'm not dead. So, so not because because uh, it seems like a real humiliation. It isn't really, but it is really interesting, isn't it? That we oh, just, no, everyone kind of oh yeah, we're down there at the end. Hello. I have no issues with going. No, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun on the day. I loved moving mm. somebody. It's quite nervy because you are the one that presents this person. Yeah. So it's actually a really big deal. In there, so you don't want to stuff it up. No, you don't want to stuff it. You want them to get the nod. And one thing that I found really sweet, I don't know if it happened in yours, was people who were doing it for family members. Um, so we had oh, a yeah, father yeah. moving his daughter. Yeah. Um, we had a wife moving her husband, which Ooh. was interesting. Um, brother, sister. Um, oh, I pity the family I, to have more than one lawyer in it. Imagine a couple. I mean, they... <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, look, it's really interesting. I There was somebody that didn't get the nod in my group. Really? Wow. I wouldn't have turned up, honestly. No, because they get told beforehand. I I Yeah, there was someone there who didn't get the nod. Well, hopefully, hopefully they eventually got through. I, hope it wasn't I suspect it was the next admissions, but I, I, 
you know, I'm not going to name names and no, embarrass no, people, but, but certainly, yeah, there was a, there was a person there that didn't get the yes, and that's They don't do that anymore, by the way. They um. No. No. Well, so that's true humiliation, by the way, guys. <laughs> for this reason, I mean, that's crazy stuff. But um, <laughs> what happens now is you sort of get the court list, and you've got blocks of twenty. So, like on the day, there was. Um, five ceremonies, each had 20. And oh my right, goodness, okay. There's only right, one ceremony when I was doing mine. But right at the end, um, you get all these single ones where they have their own time and they're all the ones who have to actually right. um, give evidence. And, and There is a massive protocol in this, guys, because what you have to do is a whole pile of stuff first before you can get into the admission ceremony. And one of them is... Part of it is receiving the certificate of the, yeah. the Queensland Law Society gives like a, a recommendation, recommendation from yeah. the Queensland Law Society, and and that's a horrifying experience as well because you have to disclose all your everything legal infractions, all the bad stuff that you've done as a teenager. It all just goes. So up everything here. gets in Get, there. Gets Traffic caught. fines. Everything. Jaywalking. Um, spur debts. Yeah, um, just... Whether you receive Centrelink. <laughs> Yeah, it's endless, right? So um, you get this yeah, the certificate of recommendation. So if you don't get the certificate of recommendation, you've got a very shaky chance of getting the nod later. But mm -hmm. I think what happened in this particular case is the person didn't get the certificate of recommendation, but hoped nevertheless they would still oh. receive the nod. And so they didn't receive the, the nod. So you know how they... The, the judges usually turn to each other and they, they kind of say yeah. yes. Do they just turn and say no? Honestly, I can't remember. It was so horrifying. That poor, poor person. I, I think he already knew what was happening. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I think I think because the mover was very good at presenting the material, um, and it could have been that they that they said not today but next time. I think. Okay. I think so there was there was something that. about it. It was a while ago, guys. So if I've got all my facts <laughs> wrong, but I, I just recall it. it was a very very uncomfortable situation, and all of us wanted just to hide. Everyone just we all just wanted to disappear and just let this guy, you know, blend into the background because mm. it's just so horrifying. But yeah, it was a lot of fun on the day. Yeah, nice suit. I'm certainly looking forward to so it. So it's in a month's time. Yeah, about a month's time. Ooh, so, yeah. I like it. That'll I be like good. it. I'm looking forward to. But uh, what's happening in? What are you thinking? Well, actually, I was looking at this Uber thing. Yes, the UK. The UK. Uber. This is. I, uh, yeah, he got lawyer of the of the month or something like a worldwide. <laughs> the, the, the lawyer, I just saw it this this morning. He, the lawyer, got it. He had one. He's probably doing it for free. So yeah. So went all it went all out. So for years now, since 2016, there's been you know this kind of concept are, are uber drivers employees or are they contractors now the question has been asked and answered several times in australia already but it went all the way uh to the um yeah to the english court to the english court of appeal so wow. we've got one two one two three four five six seven justices yeah. i really like this because of course it's the court of appeal so we've got lord reed Yes, and they're all lords. Lady Adern, you know, and it, it's actually very, very, you know, very proper. Upright, yeah. Yeah, and the question, the question that was on, mm. that they had to mm. answer was, was this person a worker? So it's a different kind of threshold 
stuff because yes, we're talking about the English courts and not the Australian not ones. Not just the employee there at work. And they had to decide whether there were a definition of worker under the Employment Rights Act. Mm. And the definition of a worker is whereby the individual undertakes to do or perform personally any work or services for another party to the contract whose status is not by virtue of the contract of that of a client or customer or any profession or business undertaking carried on by an individual. I mean, I don't know who wrote that to begin with because mm. that's just gobbledygook in yeah. many ways. But it's kind of interesting. And the answer was they're an employee. They're, yeah. they're a worker under they're the Act. And they made these five points. Mm -hmm. the, judge, the judgment emphasises five aspects. Yeah. And I, I think this is fascinating. So first, where a rider's booked through the Uber app, it is Uber that sets the fares and the driver is not permitted to charge any more. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, control over how much money they're about yeah, to receive. Yeah. You can see why that wouldn't be a contract. Second, the contract terms on which drivers perform their services are imposed by Uber and the drivers have no say in them. So this is that balance of power who has, you know, is it not... Contracts are normally drafted by employees, whereas contract doors norm can set their own um, contract yep. terms. Third, once the driver has logged onto the Uber app, the driver has the driver's choice about whether to accept the rides is constrained by Uber. So, okay. yeah, this is one way with which this is done is by monitoring the driver's rate of acceptance and cancellation of trip. Okay, I um, actually didn't know that. Okay. I actually didn't know. I don't. I've know never been an Uber that. driver, but um, I understand that there's a lot of mm. rules around this. Mm. Four, Uber also exercises significant control control over the way in which the drivers deliver their services. And when you think about that, it's probably absolutely true, because as a as a Uber passenger, I can complain about the speeding, cutting people yeah. off. I can complain about which way they're driving to drop me off. You know, there's lots of things that, mm. you know, I can do that if they don't follow the Uber's map, yeah. it becomes problematic, yeah, right? you can complain about them. So I can see that. And five, a, a fifth significant factor is that Uber restricts communications between the passenger and driver to, minim, to the minimum necessary to perform the particular trip and takes active steps to prevent drivers from establishing any relationship with the pa passenger capable of extending beyond the individual ride. Well, I actually know they did that. I didn't know they restricted that. I so, suppose it's true. So what does that mean? So, like, there's quite often I have an Uber driver and I'm saying, oh, look, I'm going to need to get picked up in, like, two hours. Do you want to come back? Mm. But I know that I can't do that. Yeah, that they're always very, like, no, I can't. But I, I guess can't. if you're a contractor, you, you can would. pick and choose your rides, all right? Yeah, I'll come back for you, no worries. Yeah, just... So it's like a restraint of trade in many ways. Mm. But that's not to say there are not restraints of trade in contracts as a contract yeah. door. So I'm just kind of interested if we had the same level. I mean, this has been tested and answered yes, a number of times. Answered. So we're not breaking new ground here, but I don't know. Well, I've actually had a little bit of notice to this particular question, and um, as a bit of a law nerd as I am, um, I was watching the House of Reps on the day that this um, ah, got okay. published, and um, the question went to the Industrial Relations um, Minister. Um, who, as you know, there is a, a bill um, which may overhaul the whole system. Well, I think it's been passed now. It's been passed to the Senate. Yeah. Um, so the question went to him is, in light of this new judgment, is there any kind of appetite to change the legislation to allow 
um, I think they referred to them as um, gig workers. Yeah, gig workers. Um, Is that what they call them? Them these days. Yeah, the gig workers. <laughs> the gig economy, gigs, right? The gig economy. Yeah. Um, Pulling them into the employment arena. One, he refers to the fact that it's been tested in courts before, so yeah. which says that he's a contractor. But um, he also made the note that the thing that that case failed to take into account was that almost all Uber drivers and anyone in the gig economy works across multiple platforms. Okay. They are they're Uber, Uber driver, they're, they're Ola, they're on... They're everything, yeah. right? And that unlike someone who works at Coles, Macca's, anywhere, when you are working at Coles, you can't also work at Macca's. Like ah, physically, yes. you can't. Yes, ready, right? willing and able yeah. is the problem here. Um, whereas someone who works as an Uber driver happily can, and they do. And, and but they, there's evidence to say that they do. I like that. Um, which gives them an advantage that they can't possibly do if they were an employee. So one, he said, they either have, they're essentially unrich, you know, they get a benefit that shouldn't really be there to them, the ability to both collect a, a wage yeah. or, and then also work at multiple places mm. at once, which no one else can do. Mm. Um, or they then draft some legislation, which in there means they can't work at multiple, which is actually bad for them because they don't, don't want that. Well, they're not going to make enough money. They won't make enough money. Isn't there a chap at the moment doing this with one of the food? delivery companies? I haven't personally seen, but it, it would essentially be the same problem. It is the same issue, right? Mm. I just, if you're doing it exclusively, then you can see how there might be a scope for it. Mm. But the trouble is, the question is either answered on an individual basis, or it's answered on a collective one. Mm. And well, he also said that as well, he says, making legislation here would be almost impossible because every single one of their circumstances is different. Mm. There's no real mm. kind of consistency. Yeah. Um. This is true. I uh, I think turning employ turning Uber drivers or Ola drivers or mm. whoever it is into employees is going to create a complexity that was never there for taxi drivers yeah. as well. Mm. Taxi drivers aren't employees, so mm. why are we expecting Uber drivers to be? I can't. I just can't see it. I actually don't think there's appetite. I don't think anyone's actually mm. calling for it. I don't think the drivers want it. Well, the unions think... want it. On behalf of who? I'm pretty sure the unions are looking at this as a, something that they that they want. Because well, when you think about who the unions are working for, they're working for the everyday guy. Mm. Um, if they can get better, you know, better outcomes for workers, pulling them into pulling Uber drivers into a worker will mean that those Uber drivers potentially are earning something that they wouldn't have normally earned, like super. Mm. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean, I could be wrong. The, the unions might not care about this, but I thought they did. But if they did, though, there's, it's kind of a situation where if that happens, one, they lose all their flexibility to come, yeah, what's their which is one here? of the reasons why they pick it. Well, a lot of Uber drivers have other jobs. Yeah. The reason they pick it is to be flexible. They want to be able to work in multiple um, platforms. It's the flexibility that I think gives them the... the the edge as contractors here in Australia. And also, if they no longer have flexibility, Uber as a business becomes shaky financially. Yeah, it's not viable, is it? And then before you know it, there's no Uber, there's no job for them. So I don't think anyone's actually realistically should be searching for it. I think it's a lose-lose situation. When was the last time we took a taxi? 
Um, it's been a while. Um, it's been a really long time. Is, I I haven't taken a taxi for years. Is it? Is there an? Is it an app? Can you do it similar to Uber? I just think they've lost the market. I wouldn't even be able to tell you because I just don't. Because the problem, it. the problem I have with taxis is I jump into a taxi mm. and no one's seen it. I don't know who the taxi driver is. Nobody takes the taxi numbers. I don't care. I know that. I know that they're visual, but no one's taking photos of it no, or anything. No. You can't watch on app or anything where the tax where the taxi guy is going, and there's little protections. It was very easy to find that Uber driver who had inappropriately dealt with that woman because mm. they saw it was there. It was there. Mm. It was obvious. It, be, it became proof. But taxi drivers, I just don't have the same level of confidence. Mm. And not that all taxi drivers are you know out there to to hurt anyone i'm not saying that as a as a passenger i feel that i have far more protections in an uber car than i do in a taxi so it is just the easy choice for me um i'm not trying to criminalize taxi drivers because there, there's no there's no reason to no. um but i just find it i don't have to do anything else to be more protected yeah, Whereas if I jump into a taxi, there are more things I have yeah. to do to remain protected. There's actually just no need. Well, I just don't know how it works anymore. I, I, I mean, there are taxi ranks, there are taxi lines, there are people that get in taxis. But it's so easy to get there and Uber now. Like, it, you can just walk around the street and just order one. And yeah, that's come. true. But what about, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning at Fortitude Valley? It's still fine. Is that right? It's, it, <laughs> because, it's just, honestly, it's an easy sort of supply and demand. Mm. There is a demand for them at that hour. Mm. People will come. There's money to be made. Um, yeah, it's interesting, right? Well, I don't think they should be employees. Um, no, no. I think the gig economy is is such that we've got this is this is new. This is a space outside. This is this is one of these issues where law hasn't caught up with re, with today's stuff. Yeah. Right? The gig economy is here. It is here to stay. It is not wrong. It just it could be better regulated. I understand. Uh, probably yeah. But but just because it's new and we we're a bit uncomfortable with it doesn't make it wrong. So I'd be more interested in working with the gig economy instead of trying to get rid of it. Because there's lots of them, right? We've got, we've got all the Ubers and all the food ones, but then we've got all these other ones where people just sort of turn up and do something in your house. Yeah, like right? everyone is, is doing a bit of a side hustle. Yeah. Um, besides that, this is obviously a massive headache, I imagine, for the ATO. <laughs> now that every man and his dog is doing um, cash businesses on oh, the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, lots of people sort of, you know, they're making bracelets and they're... Um, but also, you know, you call someone up and say, hey, can you mow my lawns? Yeah. And they go, sure, I'll do it for 30 bucks and off you go. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I think, I think it's a winner everywhere. I think it just... I think we need to learn better how to deal with it from a legal perspective. But I think, that, you know, it's like... It's like self-driving cars. I was watching an advertisement mm. the other day where Hyundai has got a car where you can click something and it will drive itself out of the car park. And yeah, I'm like... It's your own, like, ballet. It'll just come yeah, to you. Yeah, it'll come to you. It's <laughs> bloody brilliant. But, and and there, was some, there was some wording at the bottom of the advertisement saying Western Australia does not allow um, cars to be driven without a driver in the driver's seat or something like that. So, but it, it talks... So talking about driverless cars, right? There's mm. a whole range of stuff that, that can happen. From 
the South Parking, when you're sitting in it, you yep. put your hands up and you watch yeah, a park, it's very exciting, to, you know, these, the, starting off with the video cameras in the back and kind of, and these beeps and all this stuff, so they're all, you know, you've got, you've got the low end of the wedge there with all the beeping and the, you know, oh, it's getting close, do, do, yeah, do, do, yeah. Do, 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 you know, to driving out of your car park. <laughs> the whole drive is, here's a question for you. Um, when they eventually come, I think the day will come when, when at least some aspects of, of driving becomes automated. When they hit something, inevitably, um, who's, who's picking up the bill? Oh, I don't know, but I love the idea of driverless cars. I think that will happen so less often that, yeah, you're right, but then, but then when we're thinking about this sort of autonomy, it's a if you're if me situation because mm. the, the next thing is do you do you have a driverless car that absolutely protects the driver and the passengers oh we're talking about the ethical dilemmas here about or who it absolutely runs over. yeah or absolutely protects the person on the outside of the car yeah and this might actually be a bit of a continual problem for because there's no right answer to this. There is no right answer to this. But guys, what we might do is pick that up another day when we know a little bit more about it. Because I actually, I find it a really exciting yeah, topic. I think we'll spend a bit of time And on uh, we'll pick that up in a, in a few weeks' time. In the meantime, hope you have a lovely afternoon, evening, day, weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you again. All right, see ya. See you later.